Oh, this is exciting. So this is Oz. Uh, I'm here with everybody uh, with without a net. We've already done session zero. This is our Halloween one-shot for 2021 of Alien, the cinematic RPG. Uh, this is a system I'm really enjoying, and I agreed to do another horrifying actual maybe one-shot that doesn't last 24 recorded hours. This is meant to be a one-act play, and we'll see how that goes, because I, I might have gotten excited. And I may have overprepared, so we'll see. So, how's everybody feeling tonight? Excited. Live. Yeah, fuck, I'm going to totally make it. Am I going to make it? <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, so, some basics behind the alien system, in case you don't already know, most of you already should, is we've got our without a net players, they have all made settler characters. Uh, that are part of an outpost being turned into a colony on LV-1113, otherwise known as Brewer's Beacon. They all have friends, they have enemies, buddies and rivals, is what I should be saying. They have their agendas, and they also have secret agendas that I have given to each of them as an added bonus. Now, one thing they do also all have is at least one story point from previous games, and a pity point to Cotton, because he was not here for the last ones. And those will allow you to get an automatic success on any one roll, no matter when you spend it. So, keep those in the back pocket for now. A little bit about Brewer's Beacon. LV-1113, or Brewer's Beacon, is an oddity in the Crestus Prime Cluster of the Outer Rim. It's located six parsecs coreward of Earth. Brewer was surveyed as one of eight satellites of a gas giant, situated in the habitable zone of a main-sequence star. What does this mean? It has a breathable atmosphere. Now, while it's under the Treaty of the United Americas, Brewer is a Wayland yutani colony first and foremost, as it has been since its founding. Its main exports are agricultural. The colony world's soil is unusually suited to crops and livestock both, and the climate provides for wet and dry seasons, which are perfect for planting and harvesting. The only meteorological oddity is a ground-level fog that persists from dusk until an hour or so after dawn, when the light reflected off the gas giant burns it away. So Wayland yutani has begun to spread out from their spaceport and their HQ, at a counterweight station as supply chains are established. Manpower and supplies go out, crops and livestock come back. Goods go up the space elevator to the counterweight station in orbit, and money keeps flowing back to the corporation. So what does that mean for you? Well, while the passenger freighters travel from the core, carrying the latest batch of wage slave farmers and ranchers, Wayland yutani is seen fit to prime the pump of gross domestic product by having agricultural outposts set up prior to their arrival. One such outpost has sprung up around a research station on the far edges of what Wayland yutani calls the main continent, where a fertile plot of acreage extends in a wide crescent whose points largely surround the colonial outpost. And really, it's not terrible by corporate standards. It's got a pair of large combine tractors for harvesting, which get unloaded at the grain silos at the edge of town. There's no rail that goes to the spaceport yet, but the road is flat and wide enough for 
big transports to send all that grain back or even drive the local six-legged cattle towards processing. There's a Marshall station about an hour away as the dropship flies, and there's even an armory on site with a couple of shotguns and pistols, plus a tranquilizer rifle, just in case any of the local animals get rowdy. Not that they've been needed. Now, our colonists, the without-a-net players, aren't exactly colonists, but the last of the advance team finishing up their duties before the freighters arrive in two weeks' time. It's been slow going, as power fluctuation issues have continued to slow progress. When the generator's up, the capacitor blows. Fix the communications array, and the powered hydraulics to the repair bay fail. Home office is getting irritated at the delays, when they can get through. And worst of all, corporate representative James Jack Johnson has lost the keys to his car. Or rather, the flight authorization shit to the shuttle that will take him and his boy back to counterweight station. And that's where we open. It is currently mid-afternoon. Communications are down, but the generators are up. What is everyone doing? Let us start with... uh, We'll start with Miles, who is the next person in line on the Roll20 screen. Uh, Miles is... um, He's... Probably at the generator, double-checking that everything is good with it, and he's going to go work and see what's going on with the comms and why is everything shorting out. He gets one thing running, gets a condenser running, and something goes out. The comms go out. Get comms running, and then, you know, a refrigeration unit's going to go out. It's just the conveyor belt goes out. Something's going out all the time. Well, that's fantastic. So he's at the generator right now, getting ready to go check on comms. Okay. Well, next up is Jack Johnson, corporate representative extraordinaire. What are you doing? Well, first question I have is what does Miles look like? Miles. Let me bring up my. He's a very tall uh, guy, uh, like 6'2", strong build, always has a, a pair of. Uh, Heavy leather gloves on, protects his hands, carries a giant, like, fuck-off wrench with him. Always wearing coveralls. Marine haircut, blue eyes, blonde hair. Got a nice Dolph Lundgren look to him. Got a nice Dolph Lundgren look to him. Very, you know, doesn't ever smile. He He doesn't always look angry, but he never looks happy. And one of the reasons that he never looks happy walks through one of the doors, clearly coming to find you as you are heading to fix the communication array. And it is James Johnson, Jack to his friends. He is the model picture of your corporate guy that most of the workers and normal people hate. He's wearing what amounts to a suit. It's work pants, you know, nice, straight uh, very nice shoes that should not be worn on a place that is basically a space farm. Uh, not like a jacket, but enough to be appropriate for the weather in a casual sporty look. He tightens his wristband of a service watch on his left wrist and just pushes his hair back and says, Miles, I was just coming looking for you. The comms are down. I'm aware, sir. I'm just checking on the generator to make sure it's Fully functioning before I go and work on those. Uh, Was that it, sir? Are you done explaining the obvious to me? 
squints his eyes at you as if he's mentally making a note. Well, sir, we all get the same. We all get the same notifications. I know the comms are. I can assure you, we don't all get the same notifications. I get many notifications that the rest of you don't. He's pointing around to just the general area where there's nobody else around, but he's exerting his dominance, or so he thinks. He'll look down at you and go, "Yes, sir. I'm, I'm sure you get a lot more notifications." Not a current because the comms are down. And he steps to the side. Come on, let's go. Puts the wrench over his shoulder. A longing look at the back of your head. He doesn't see you give him that look because he's looking at his watch, tapping mm-hmm. at it to to check basically the Wi-Fi signal. And uh, he'll start walking out towards the, the comm center to see what's wrong there. And as the... Uh door swing shut behind Miles and Jack. We go over to the research station near the center of uh, what's loosely termed town, where there is one Mavis Jackson. And what are you doing, Mavis? Uh, Experiments. I'm a little busy right now. I really don't have time for this. I'm working on something. It's right there. I'm just missing something. I don't know what it is. What does Mavis look like? Slightly unkempt, not because she is, but because ain't nobody got time for that, okay? Uh, hair pinned back. It might have been brushed this morning, but it's still kind of just coming out of the hairpins. Um, mousy, small, uh, but focused. Uh, obviously, I eat well. I take care of myself very, very well. It's science. And what is it that you're working on? I don't know. Something's just not adding up around here. So I'm just like running the numbers again. I'm, I'm The soil, it's just not where it needs to be. I see. I see. Um, so it, it does sound like you're, you're very busy, um, which means you might be a little distracted. Uh, what is Donovan doing at this time? Donovan uh, was dragged down to the colony uh for some reason his father wanted him here but uh he's at the train station because it has some of the best uh the the the, the concrete there is nice and smooth and has uh like a a couple good grinding spots for his skateboard and uh so he's practicing some tricks on the concrete that he's used to because in the uh in the station it's super smooth which is different and not as enjoyable and donovan is dressed in a long sleeve black shirt long black pants uh and he has a a beanie with a pin on the in the side and it's a pin for his uh favorite favorite band uh squint 281 nice and so he's just practicing some uh, street tricks because there's no ramps here to do for vert. And you were brought down to this colony to get you away from those bad influences and bring you up in the corporate environment to make you a future. Sure. It's gone very well so far. Well, while we've got uh, Donovan kick grinding and grind kicking out at the... Uh, out at the silos where the trains, when the tracks get there, eventually will start loading. We've got aces 
what is our uh, what's our medic doing? Uh, our, our loyal medic is in his quarters, frustratedly looking over the maps that he has access to and seeing the little uh, circle on his computer screen spin about sending out the information in his request for more information. It's just spinning as if it's not working, which is not working, which is very irritating because he totally hit the button, and yet you know, we can't get any help around here to get the thing to work. <laughs> Rage. Yeah, it's infuriating. And in fact, yes. as the, the circle continues to, to spin, it finally cuts out. And in the old Tandy 1000 style of text, you see communications array disabled. And it's got little highlights and it starts blinking. Yeah, he, he just pushes himself back from his desk and just, you know, takes a deep breath and goes, I cannot affect this right now. I should go do something else. And so he grabs some of his uh, paperwork and whatnot and uh, prepares to leave his quarters and just. You know, push this out of his mind for right now. Well, really, where are you going to go? Uh, we're going to go, uh, you know, bug Mavis for a bit. You know, she probably understands. She can, she can sympathize and with with the various with the situation. I'm sure she has things she's trying to send. Oh, I love it. So yeah, okay. So um, it doesn't take long for Asus to make his way towards the research lab where Mavis is neck deep in soil composition analysis and atmospheric reports, although. The reports are all a little old. And yes, what does Aces look like? Uh, Aces is about 5'11", and he has long but very feathered hair, uh, a full beard. He's wearing uh, blue jeans and like a denim buttoned-up shirt, but it's opened up about two buttons down. And uh, on a lightly light brown chest hair, you see a, like a necklace. Like a like a claw string necklace with a like a little rock, but it's got like a it's, it's it's carved into it is a like a bird print, but it's like a peace symbol, it's like a little bird footprint peace symbol thing. So the quick version is Barry Gibb, nineteen seventy nine. So if, if, for our listeners, there you go. And the uh, the door slides halfway open in order to go into the lab, and then stops as the lights flicker. Hmm. It, it just maybe it's within. Like, she's on the other side of the door. Yep. Ah, I guess it's gonna be one of those days, huh? How are you holding up when all this uh, gremlins affecting our systems? Try like slide past the door. I'm in the middle of something. It's great to see what uh, gremlin. This this is new. The lights. This is door system. It it. This should not be happening. Yeah, I agree. It probably shouldn't be happening. And, you know, one thing I've learned is you just can't always rely on people to do the things that they're supposed to do. So I've, I was frustrated, took a moment to kind of relax, you know. Maybe it could, it could help you. I don't know. Just some advice. I will relax eventually. You know, I don't really have time for relaxing. Um, you know, yeah, that fucking skateboard kid. I bet you he he probably like pulled the plug out of the wall. That's what happened. Did you see him? Was he outside? I, he's got to stay away from here. I could, you know, kids these days, you know, they just, I don't even know what, why he's here. You know, he's got some stress from his dad. Maybe he did. You know what? Would you like me to go talk to him? That would be great. I hate that cool. kid. Tell him hey. to stay away from the lab, please. And just remember, your mental health is important as your physical health. And there you go. That's some food for thought. He'll, uh, you know, walk, walk toward Pan. 
wherever, wherever Van happens to be. You know, it might take a minute to get there. Yep. And as uh, as Aces uh, walks back out of the building and the door tries to slide shut and the lights inside power off over Mavis as we flip back to Miles and Jack. Did the power go off here too? As you walk into the ops building to check the comaray, yes, the lights go out and you can hear the distinct whine of a generator powering down. I just stop in my tracks and look to Miles and just expect that he's going to turn around and have an explanation for this clear incompetence. Knowing that uh, his partner here has stopped walking, he'll stop, look back, afraid of the dark. I thought you just fixed this. No, I'm doing the best I can with the poor quality equipment Waylon Utani has given us on this backwards uh I don't know, I can't even call it a planet what satellite? Mud ball. Mud ball. So you're saying this is the, the corporation's fault that you are ill prepared and ill equipped? Yes. Well, there have been colonies settled for years using all of the same equipment, the same specs, and never all of those colonies came out fine. Yes, and we're using that same equipment that they've just taken off that mud ball it's and proven. put on this one. It's old. It's ancient. Can I just go fit, get the comms up, and then I'll go back and work on the generator? I don't see how the comms would be able to function without the generator, but I guess that's why you're the expert. Thank you for acknowledging that. Uh, Miles, can you give me a com tech roll? Com tech roll. What's paired with that? Uh, that would be wits. Wits. Okay. Um. Hmm. That is that is worked. No successes. That is. Uh, you can choose to push the roll. Push the roll. You would add one stress, and then you would re-roll all of your failures. Or you can accept the failure as it stands. I'll push the roll. Okay, so add one stress and then uh, do a full roll. Okay, did that work? Um, I still don't see your uh, your stress roll. Oh, I didn't add the stress first. Oh, right, I'll roll it again. Yeah. Dope. So add the stress first, then make the re-roll. There we go. Yes, yes, that did. Okay. okay. Uh, so... As you are looking at the communications array, uh, you will note that the wiring is correct. You know this because you've done it yourself. The circuitry is fine. The breakers are all working. But it seems like there is something that is just drawing power. Mm -hmm. Yes, there we go. It took a while to load up, huh? It did. (laughs) So, uh, again, for those listening in Alien, if you get one success, that's all you need. Uh, The only time that doesn't work is in combat, and we'll see if we get there. So, with your your success, uh, you know that there's nothing wrong with the machinery or the equipment. In this case, 
it is tried and true, well-proven Wayland yutani equipment that has persisted for dozens of years and taken from mud ball to mud ball to ice ball to mud ball. But it seems like whatever is taking the highest draw or generation of power is the first thing that goes down. And so a breaker trips, a fuse gets popped, you have to push it back in, so repairs have been simple. But it's like there's more draw on the system than you have power for, which is really weird because the generator is built to handle the entire colony without a problem. Now, because of that, you know that there are two backup generators. So if you had all three running in concert and you get that full power going, everything has got to work. But you got to have authorization from corporate. And I can't get authorization from corporate until I have everything up and running. Well, you have a, I won't say perfectly good, but you have a serviceable corporate representative standing behind you nervously looking at his watch and tapping his feet. So Miles, uh, realizing all this, will stand up and slowly turn toward uh, Johnson. I have a solution. He does not answer you for a moment. But then it's like, yes, and? We bring out the two backup generators. We bring them on, make sure we have enough power, and that way if one goes down, we still have the other two going. No interruption of service, and it gives me time to fix any of them that may go down. But I need your permission to put them all up and running. Would I know why my permission is needed to get them all up and running? It's like a- because it's expensive. It's a it's a unauthorized draw on company resources. Mm. But the power generator that you've installed should be sufficient. But something is wrong. And yeah, the engineer is wrong. That's what it is. He's trying to hide behind it. But it means the comma rate would come back up. Fine. We can do it. Only until we get everything else figured out and figure out where your wiring has gone wrong to do this extra draw or whatever it is. You're, he's just doing his thing. Okay, I'll get them up and running, and then I will reinspect everything, the entire power supply, see where this draw is happening. Let's keep shutting them down and find that source, root it out, get rid of it, and then I'll take the other two offline and just go back to the one main generator. Is that acceptable? If it fixes the problem, yes, but make it quick. Well, it's going to take time. I mean, I got to set up two generators. He, hook them he up, turns and walked away. <laughs> it's going to be a long day. A very long day. So get to work doing that. All right. So as Jack Johnson walks out the door, we flip over to the one actual lit place, which is the train station, the grain loading point next to some empty silos where Donovan is doing his kickflips and Aces is arriving. Hey, kid. That's pretty good. Thanks, man. How's it going? <sighs> well, you know, I guess I've seen brighter days, but, you know, that's just how life sometimes is. I mean, I got some work I can't get done. You know, I think Mavis is getting a little stressed. How about you? 
you know, the kids today with all those electronics, I figured things being on the fritz would drive you a little bit more battier than us. Yeah, power's fine here. Oh, the power's fine, but I mean, you know, what about, uh, you know, the communications and the, the social medias and the networks and whatnot? Uh, yeah, I don't have a phone or whatever because my dad's cheap. Oh, wow. Well, maybe he just wants you to kind of get out, get out of doors. You know, it's good for you. Actually, I'm thinking about going to check some of these livestock we have. <sighs> you want to go? Sure, why not? Cool. Like they're getting a little sore from the trying to use the speed bump here as a little pump bump to try and get on the curb, and it's not working well. Ah, well, you know, that's how I became, well, I, I guess the medic. A little bit more veterinary in my original studies, but it all worked out, right? But, you know, it takes practice. You got to just keep doing it over and over and over. Worked for me, worked for you. All right, let's go. Maybe you can learn some things. Sure, yeah. And you can teach me how to do a kickflip. <laughs> can you ollie? I don't. I knew an ollie once. Good guy. All right, we'll start with that then. So the the pastures are are fairly close to the station, which is nice. It means you don't have to walk very far. Uh, now, normally, when one would think livestock, you think four legs weighs maybe like a half ton. You know, eight hundred pounds of beef, horns, moves a lot, udders. On on this mud ball, the cattle is is local, um, also herbivores, but these have six legs instead of four. They're a little bit bigger. They they run into the one ton range, and uh, when they birth their young, they do three or four at a time. It's like a litter. It's very strange, but you know they eat the local flora and. Occasionally, you might have to chase off something that seems kind of like a predator. But uh, as you approach the pasture, uh, Donovan and Aces, if you can give me uh, wits and observation. Okey doke. That's two successes from me. Fabulous. There we go. Okay, so as I said before, one success is all you need, but you've got two, which means that you are going to get to uh, ask one additional question after I describe what you see. And you both get that question. So as you approach, uh, you see that there is an area of the pasture that's got some of the longer grass that the uh, six-legged cattle livestock seem to be avoiding. Um, they make this kind of almost insectoid like chitter, but they're mammalian. So it's really weird. Um, but even to the untrained eye, you can see that there's something over there that's, that's got them skittish. And as you approach, you see it is one of the cattle that has, uh, fallen over as if it has been injured. It is breathing. Um, it does not seem to be uh, moving too much, but you each have an additional question you may ask. Uh, hey, Ace, I've always wanted to tip a cow, but that one looks tipped already. Yeah, I can see why these, why these guys are spooked. Hmm. Okay, OGM, uh, do I, let's see how to, how to 
properly use my, my freebie question. Do I hear anything? If I if I tune my ears to try to figure out what's you know you know keenly listen. So if you keenly listen, you can hear that this, uh, for lack of a better term, cow is um, the breathing is labored like it's pregnant and potentially going into labor. That strikes you as odd because the last time you did a check. There were no cattle that were close to coming to term. Might be a preemie. Hi, right, Van. Just hang back for a second. You know, when these, these guys are usually really chill. I don't want you to worry. But when they get pregnant or they start having a birth, and they can get a little antsy, you know. So, and it's not a season, too. Maybe there's some things about their physiology we don't know. Try to keep it open mind, and uh, he'll he'll make his way saunter. Over to said cow. All right. Fan, uh, you've got a question. Uh, well, I don't have a question. I don't know what else to ask, really. Um, okay, that's yeah. fair. But Van will keep about 10 feet back behind aces. Okay. Um, so I know how I'll use your extra success, and we'll get to that in a second. So as aces approaches the cow... Uh, it's kind of laying on its side. Uh, you know that they have the ability to get up and stand without any assistance, which is fine. But this one just looks almost dazed. It's got this um, almost like heart of breath, like it's huffing. It seems it seems ill. It's whining. It's making all the sounds like it's trying to go into labor. If you can give me. Uh, medical aid linked to empathy. Okay, so I click. They will automatically pull empathy because it's it's really just heal, I believe, right? Right. There we go. Perfect. So the medical aid rules for you to kind of diagnose this critter. So you're doing your normal checks. You are getting ready to check for. Um, for uh, for you know fetuses for for calves, and as you're checking, it's not where it should be. Like if if this thing's going into in the kind of labor, then the uh the the calves are are too far up. They're they're up past the stomach and not close to the birthing canal. So you figure you might have a uh. You, you might have to do like a C-section or something or, or whatever veterinarians do to cows when the calves are too far up or you might have to like dive in and, and pull it back out. I, I don't know how you want to handle that. Uh, how far from the, the research station is this space cow? Uh, so space cow is – uh, it's not that far, but because it's so heavy, uh, one of the vehicles that you do have access to at the medical station is because this is an agricultural outpost. Essentially, it's a flatbed with a uh, with a hoist on it, specifically for transporting injured cattle or, you know, like towing broken equipment. <sighs> Okay. Flatbed tow truck. So, the, so there's, a, there's a flatbed truck 
at the research station. With yes. The, with the, oh, okay. Uh, hey, Van. Um, help me out, kid. This is it's kind of weird. Uh, can you go get the truck? You know, the, the one with the hoist. Uh, if you don't know what the keys are, maybe you should know. Uh, I, sure. You know how to drive, right? Of course I do. Awesome. You know, keep between the lines. But uh, if you don't mind, you know, double time it for me. I'm, I don't want to rush you or, you know, just do what you can. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm, I'm heading out. Van takes a skateboard, runs off of the grass onto some pavement and starts skating towards the research station. If sure. Keys aren't in the ignition. He'll. I will comfort the space cow. Space cow. I'm sorry, this is happening to you. So as as Van turns to run off, there's something that catches his eye in the long grass, and it kind of puts it out of his mind because it looks like you know maybe one of the one of the cattle pooped nearby, which you know there's space cow in distress. It kind of makes sense, but it looks you know kind of like sickly yellow, and uh, looks like it has a almost like a long tail that's just hanging out in the long grass, almost looks like kind of dead. Maybe it's something that somebody stepped on, but it's probably nothing. Yeah, Van gets to drive a truck. He doesn't care. Right. Uh, so, yeah, you charge off on your skateboard over to the uh, over to the truck. And uh, uh, sure as sure, it can be sure, the keys aren't there. All right. Into the research station. Um, is there like a spot where the keys would normally be, or will he have to go bug Mavis? Uh, generally, there is a spot where the keys usually are, and that is the spot that you checked. There is a utility box that is set on the outside where people keep those keys. You see the keys for the combines. You see a blank spot where the security fob for the shuttle should have been. You also see a blank spot for the keys for the flatbed where they should have been. So that means Mavis probably has those keys. And you know how Mavis feels. Uh, all right. Well, Mavis is in her research room or whatever, so he'll skate off down the halls into the research room. Bang on the door. Mavis. I heard you coming. I told you not to come around here. Stay off the skateboard. Yeah, Aces needs the truck. Can I get the keys? Yes. No more skateboarding. And just throw the keys at him at the door. And Van runs to the truck. Awesome. While you're starting... While while, uh, Van skates off to get the truck started, the camera remains on Mavis. Uh, Mavis, if you can give me a calm tech and wits, perfect with the success that you have. Uh, the data pad that you use beeps, uh, demanding your attention, and it is an update to the soil analysis that you have been running. Uh, the soil analysis at the surface shows that it is unnaturally fertile, yada, yada, yada. This is stuff that you all know. But as the core sample was analyzed, as one gets deeper, it exposes um, a hard, rocky substrate. And then after about 12 feet, 
it reports atmosphere as if there's a cave system underneath the fertile crescent of the farming outpost. That does not sound good. Okay. I'm glad I got this. This will really, really help me on on my way. Uh, I, I just, I what what is in there? Is is there any? I need an atmosphere sample now from there. That that's the next step, clearly. Clearly. Yeah. So I want to start getting that together. I want to run that test now. Okay. Uh, so as uh, Mavis grabs her uh, her testing equipment and is rushing out of the building, I'm going to assume she's going to run, run smack dab into Jack Johnson, who is being a corporate representative the only way he knows how. Mavis is probably about the only person here that he actually gets along with. So, yes. Just kind of walk in the halls very carefully, given as the power is out again. Thanks to nobody. Uh, yeah, power power is out. I think um, I think that uh, Donovan tripped on a power cord or something. That boy. I know I've asked you before, but would you please ask him again to keep his skateboard away from my research area? Okay, it is, it's imperative that he does not ride his skateboard near my research. I think we can all agree that it'd be better if he did not have that skateboard at all, but gives me a lot of grief about it being from his mother or some other bullshit that I'm not really wanting to hear. Uh, yes, sir. That sounds emotional. Um, if you'll excuse me, I have some tests to run. He raises an eyebrow because it's like, power's all messed up. How do you have tests to run? And I guess we'll ask, it's like, the power is out. How are you running tests? I'm collecting samples to run tests. The power will come back on. This is likely only a glitch. She's not wrong. But, uh... Well, I mean, if, if you want to, if you want to observe with an observation role, you can, or you yeah, can try and... Let's use, let's use a dice thing. All right, a dice thing. Ooh. Two successes on observation. So you can tell that uh, we'll say that you're long used to what Mavis does and how she acts. So you have two things. One, you see that she has a Siegson data pad, which has power. And second, you see that the labeling on the box of materials that she has is atmospheric sampling and not soil sampling. Hmm. I thought you were running a a soil sample, Mavis. Uh, Yes, sir. I just completed that. Now I am stepping it up and I want to take another atmospheric sample. I just feel that we need to be um, as informed as we can be each time we hit a new space rock. Of course. And he steps to the side to get out of your way to let you go about your business, but follows you. Curious. That's fine. Those corporate idiots don't usually understand science anyway, so he can watch. Excellent. Uh, I love it when scientists say that he can watch. Uh, You are going to head out to where you took the initial soil sample 
which is the center of the uh, grain fields. Because this is a mud ball that is not uh, Earth gravity, it is at about 0.7 Gs. That allows the stalks of the corn and the wheat and the barley and whatever they decide that they're growing at this time to grow super tall. So when you're getting in the weeds, you're getting in the weeds. But it's going to take no time at all to set up a probe to take an atmospheric sample. That's 12 feet down, maybe 15 feet to be safe. And you did the Comtech roll. So we're just going to keep with that because it was successful and I like it. Uh, so Jack Johnson, as you did follow, you're going to see Mavis uh, quickly pop open uh, the sample box, set up a probe, which is essentially a small drill. And then it's got, you know, a long tube attached to it, bunches of leads and wires and stuff that plugs into the case. And as she sets it in the ground, it just starts to drill going straight down and it goes super fast because it's in loose soil, fertile soil. And it seems kind of strange that she's digging down in order to get an atmospheric sample. It sure does, but... I'm not going to say anything for the moment because clearly something is up. And it's about 25 seconds and you hear the whirring of the drill and then it grows slightly louder as it meets some kind of uh, resistance. Like maybe it's like rock and it just uh, gets uh, kind of grindier and grindier. And then for the last few seconds, it's this ear-splitting rend of metal on metal. And then nothing. He covers his ears when it starts to be unbearable. And it's like, what are you you doing? I think there may be a fissure. Just nothing to worry about, really. Uh, Normal, we find them all the time on planets. It's, and planetoids. It's, it's really not a big deal. I'm just interested to see, you know, what the composition of this one is. Uh, there's definitely rock and uh, metals in the rock and stone. And I mean, it's great. This, this planet is just a plethora of information. We are going to uh, really, I think, make a, a great home here. Absolutely. You know, that rock sample probably had some nice metal ore in it, probably like iron ore. But you're seeing that the system is already pulling atmospheric samples and even so, you can hear uh, from from the sample from a sample hole. You can hear the the hiss of escaping air, and it smells almost recycled. It smells different, recycled in a way that you're not familiar with. It's not the usual like Weyland Yutani style oxygen scrubber recycled air that you would get in an unbreathable atmosphere outpost or, or on a ship. This is altogether different. It smells canned, but a different kind of can. I, uh, once my test is done, I'm not going to say anything else. I'm just going to um, head back to the lab. I need to make sure that I have power at the lab now because we need to analyze this. All right. Jack Johnson, what do you do? Does Mavis take the equipment back or just just leave it? No, of course. The equipment is very important. I may need it again. I can't leave it here. We're in the middle of a field, for God's sakes. 
So he goes over and he looks at the area that you had drilled and done whatever it is you were doing with this whatever equipment. Uh, just kind of like looks at the hole you drilled and gets a whiff of that air. He doesn't know anything about, you know, the environment or what air should smell like. Because, yeah, you lives in a fucking corporate enclave somewhere. Well, sure. But on the other hand, you do know what money smells like. And this smells like money. It's a little too processed. It's very curious that it's out here. Very curious that she knew exactly where to go digging for it. It is very curious. And then your watch beeps, reminding you of how curious it is as power starts to spike up all across the outpost. It's about time that idiot fixed things, and he starts vigorously walking towards the uh, towards the outpost. So while all this has been going on, Prior to the generators coming online, Miles, what were you doing? Uh, Miles got the two backup generators uh, in place. He then ran a load bank uh, test to make sure that they were running up and could handle uh, the power supply that would be going through them, that would be demanded of them. And then set up a relay system between uh, all three generators to make sure that if one went down, the other two would pick up the slack. What you found when you ran that load test was that there's really no reason to connect these generators. But of course, you know you do, which just mm-hmm. gives you added credence to, to the theory that there is an unregistered power draw somewhere. And it's always attached to the largest draw. But when you kick those generators on and all three start up in unison and the the sound is sweet because it's power. The, uh, the hairs on your head start to rise. Like there's a marked, uh, like increased in ionization. Like there's, there's, uh, energy that's, that's not being drawn anywhere or not going down wires, but it's just kind of floating around wirelessly. Like some, <coughs> excuse me, like something's trying to take it. And it goes from the, the, the tip of your head down down the tip of your toes. So he's going to grab his wrench and he's going to, you know, hold it in one hand and kind of just bounce it in the other hand. Just thinking a bit. How can I determine where this is coming from and where can I find the source of this power draw that keeps knocking out the systems? What could I do or rig up? To find it. Heavy machinery? Yes. A heavy machinery roll will allow you to... uh, Yes. Actually, that's what we'll do. Heavy machinery and wits. That sounds very good. That will let you rig a a detector. Oh, three successes. Mm -hmm. So you're able to whip this up in no time. And honestly, it looks so good that it should be standard equipment for Weyland yutani And... uh, it's it's a fairly simple but elegant design, you know, because you designed it. But it is uh, essentially, it gives you an outline of the power grid, and then it is going to tell you what the current flow is through through every essentially outlet, what the what the flow is throughout the entire grid. Okay. So when you hook it hook it into the grid and turn it on, 
the screen shows you that underneath the 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 central research station there is an incredible draw um like it's the research station already has a lot of computer systems it should already be be pushing that kind of power but it's pulling more power than any of the building is rated for and more curiously, because you, you rolled amazingly, is that all of these systems and outlets and lights inside the research lab are doing the standard draw. For all intents and purposes, this draw is almost like it's coming off of, off of the network itself. It's not on the grid, but it's drawing from it. And it is below the research station. Hmm. So. Johnson wants everything operational and wants it to stay operational. We need, I need to make sure everything's up and running before the deadline that's coming up. Research is the lowest priority thing. I want to cut all power to the research station. I want to just cut it from all of it so it gets nothing. It goes dark. What do I need to roll? Uh, with, with your successes on heavy machinery... Uh-huh. You don't you don't need to roll anything. You were able yeah. to make that determination easily from the load the load detector that you have have developed uh-huh. and plugged in. Uh-huh. And you can just say we're going to flip the circuits here here and here uh-huh. and as Mavis is running back to that lab, she reaches for the door and all the lights for the research building go out. It's like an Adrian situation. What the fuck? She just screams, bangs her hand against the door, and marches off. This is getting fixed. I'm going to go fucking find Miles. Uh, So while that confrontation gets ready to brew, uh, Van has somewhat carefully, probably not, uh, brought the flatbed to aces in the pasture. Van, give me a piloting role. Piloting and agility. I believe in you, Van. One success. Hey. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, Van isn't the best driver, but he's been trying to learn in secret, at least with like ATVs that he has to drive or he gets to drive now and again. But this truck is something serious. Uh, but when he first starts it, he um, doesn't realize it's in first gear, so he hits the clutch, hits the brakes, turns it on, and it like, and. Like he hits his head on the, the steering wheel. It's such a shock. And uh, driving standard for like the third time is a little tricky. So it is a little bit of a clunky drive. But he gets there. And then but when he, he gets there. And then when he, uh, he also goes off the road at a little too fast of a speed. Um, and it's a very <laughs> bumpy. And uh, he starts to slow down and doesn't shift fast enough and it engines doing horrible things it's not good on the truck <sighs> well kid i don't know if you're a long haul truck driver yet but you got it over here i appreciate it help me get this uh help me get buttercup here on the winch uh yeah van hops out of the driver's seat and tries to figure out how this winch thing works all right well one of you give me a heavy machinery roll and since Donovan, you would be with wits, and if Aces is going to do it, it would be heavy machinery and strength. 
I know how to click heavy machinery. I don't know how to like, make. Oh, it is strength by default. So okay. correct. There we go. Does not want to go. Rut row. <laughs> that's a that's a goose egg, yeah. Or a buttercup. That is indeed a goose egg. So you can push the roll. You would add one stress and reroll all of your failures, including the additional stress. Or you can see if uh, Van is going to have any better luck. I will. I will add a stress. We gotta get this. We, we gotta get Buttercup. We gotta save her. She has a name. It's important. Let's get there. Let's get done. So but I put my stress level to one. Modifier zero. Hit it. Hit it. Yep. There you go. So you push the roll. You have your stress. You have succeeded. So Aces is able to get the the winch prepped, and you both get the the straps underneath Buttercup. I love the name, by the way. It's great. And the the winch itself, the the lift makes uh, sad and angry noises as it is straining against you know the top of its rating. But it does get Buttercup onto the flatbed. Uh, is, there, is there a power back over there? I gotta get her into where I can have all my tools and operate on her. It would help if we had a light. Uh, the research station. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the power's on there when I left. All right, let's go there. Let's, let's head out, and he'll uh, you know, plan this to drive over to the research station and park Bessie in whatever best, uh, you know, impromptu surgical bay for animals that we can uh, rig up near his, uh, you know, and near his various surgical tools. Well, fortunately, the research station does have a medical annex that's a separate building. That was uh, added onto after the uh, outpost builders came, and you helped set up. So there is a uh, a suite for for livestock surgery and diagnosis that you can get to. That does indeed, as you drive up, still have power, although the research station does not. <sighs> While we're driving, though, Van wants to check the glove compartment for anything interesting. Oh well, uh, roll me a d six. One d six. We'll see what we get. Five. Oh, that's nice. So you uh, you crack it open and flip through it, and you see that there is a uh, an old folded uh, picture of uh, a man and a woman. They don't look familiar. Um, woman's got long curly hair. She's smiling. She's leaning against the shoulder of the guy. He's wearing a space trucker hat. Space trucker vest. Uh, Aces knows exactly what I'm talking about. And uh, on the back, it says um, Hadley's Hope 2176. Hey, Aces, you know these people? Uh, look, look at the picture. Does he recognize any of these people by chance? Nope. nope. I don't know, but uh, it's a pretty groovy couple, you know. I had a lot of good times in this van. I just this truck. But don't, don't you know? Don't, don't worry about that. You know, in this van uh, truck. I mean, this, in this truck van. <laughs> I wouldn't name the automotively named character to come get the truck. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, don't worry about that. That's you know, they're, they're just a couple of groovy kids having a good time. All right. Well, Van puts the picture in his pocket, and then everything else back in the glove compartment. Ooh. All right. Excellent. Do we make it to the medical annex unscathed? Uh, you do indeed. Um, you know, it's it's still quiet. The uh, 
the sun's starting to get kind of low. It's 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 later in the late afternoon, getting close to the dinner hour. You both are feeling kind of hungry. Although as the flatbed pulls up, so you can do work on the uh, do work on on Buttercup. You can hear shouting from around the back of the building where Miles and Mavis are having a confrontation. Uh-huh. <sighs> I wonder what they're fighting about now. I just feel like... I know it's just stressful out here, Van, you know, but... You know, sometimes you got to pull it together and get your job done. You know, like your dad. He's you know he got, he's often a pretty stressed out guy, but... I feel like he at least knows how to take care of business, but... I'll leave it there. Anyway, if you want to go check that out, fine, or, or help me get message in real quick and... You know, you can learn something about alien physiology. Uh, that sounds great, but I imagine Mavis can help fix up your bet, bet buttercup. Yeah, that better than I can. So, uh, I'll skate over and ask for help. Hey, I got you, man. No worries. Never reach in his pocket. Be like, here, have a peppermint. Toss him a peppermint. Sweet. Pops a peppermint. Indeed. Now it's time to fix up Buttercup. Alright, so as Aces gets to work, what uh, what are you doing, Van? Van skating over to the argument with Miles and Mavis. Fabulous. You're gonna get there just in time when, when Mavis gets into into full gear. I need my lab. You need to turn the power back on. I'm not accepting this drawing too much power. I'm not drawing too much power. I'm drawing the exact amount of power that I drew yesterday. This is bullshit. Show me how you know you're drawing the same amount of power that you were yesterday. Where are your tests showing how much power your building is drawing off? I can show you mine. This building is drawing off power, which is causing chain reaction, shutting off other power systems that are more necessary than this building. And according to Mr. Johnson, I am to make sure everything keeps running and operational before the deadline. I am not turning it back on. I am not turning it back on until the 24 hours are up and I can make sure that this is the source of the problem. And then once I fix the problem, you will then have your research station powered up. Whether My research is essential. Not, it's essential what we're doing here, okay? No yes, no, you have to turn it on. I will no, run the I test myself once you, you turn the power back on. Hey, guys, guys, uh, uh, Aces needs help with uh, there's a cow who's in trouble and over by the medical facility. Come on, let's, let's, let's go. It? No, the, the, he, he thinks it's given birth or something and needs help with making sure everything's okay because it's too early or I don't know the details. Well, there you go, Miss Jackson. You're needed. Run the test again. Your test is wrong. I haven't plugged anything else. There's no nothing new in that building. Absolutely nothing new. This is absolutely ridiculous. I, your test is wrong. Hey, you need shut to up and let's go. I told you not to fucking bring that little skateboard around me. And I just turn yeah, around and you. march off. <laughs> I love my players. <laughs> Look at Van and go, do you believe her? She thinks she knows everything. Yeah, she... She what? Well, she does? She knows more about this power system uh, than I do? N- no, no. All right. But she was my tutor, so she does know a thing or two. Uh she is annoying and a snippety little bitch though, like you say. Yeah. Yeah. Bitch, but... uh, I mean, I heard it in implied, your voice. Implied, implied. Yes, but I would never say it to her face. Uh, you're a, you're a proper gentleman. <laughs> 
So what's up with the power? Everything's shutting down. Something's drawing power in this research under this around this research station. I'm not turning it back on until we find out what's going on. I think the power uh, something under it. So I think uh, I'm going to start looking in the research uh, center and um, probably get to the lowest point and then get lower than that. Want to come? Yeah, I don't want to see a cow getting birthed. So that sounds better. Yeah, exactly. Terrible. I don't know why he does just shoot it in the head and butcher. Refrigeration mm-hmm. units are up and running. Yeah. Well, they are now. Monastery. Yeah. I could yeah. go for a steak tonight. That'd be great. Exactly. No, but bleeding heart and whatever she is, they can go deal with the cow. We're going to check. Where's your dad? Because I don't want to have to tell him about this yet. Tell me about what? What? Oh, Jesus Christ. Why don't you warn me when he's walking up behind me? I didn't see him. Oh, like I block your view. Jesus. Mr. Johnson, everything's up and running except for the research station. Something's wrong with the wiring. The power relays here. I'm going to go inside and investigate it. I should have it up and running in the, well, within 24 hours. But everything else, calm, commissary, HQ, all of it up and running. The research station is the least of our worries right now. So we're good. We're good. We're in a good position right now. What's she doing in the research station? Who? He just points back towards it. Mavis. I, I, I really don't concern myself with whatever it is she's doing. I don't know. What does she do? She goes out and she grabs, what, some dirt, some leaves, some rocks, and she goes inside and looks at them and thinks she's discovered something? I don't know. Well, this time she took an atmospheric sensor and drilled into the ground and... You've proven my point. Why would I? Why would we ever listen to her? I don't know how well, she made it here. Well, she found air. In There's the lots of air. You know, he's uh, saying in the ground. Oh, son, it would be great if you would let the, let the adults talk here and figure out something that's very strange. Sure. Van just heads inside to the research station towards the <laughs> lab that Mavis was at. Tries to get in. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go, um, into the research station. I'm going to find the lowest point and then go lower than that and see if I can find the source of the problem. Fan's going to help me if you don't mind. Just kind of eyeball the boy. Mavis and the, the, uh, uh, vet are, um, doing something with the cow. You can go supervise that. Doing something with a cow. Yes. Yes. You should definitely go check that out. Jack's watch chimes again. Check it real quick. Uh, the alarm is saying that you need to call home office. Counterweight station. Should go check on this cow. Make sure that we don't have loss of cattle before this inspection. And he walks off as though he is going to go follow Miles' instructions or suggestion. Mm-hmm. But in reality, he's going to find himself a uh, private spot that he can make a private phone call. And Miles is going into the research station. Excellent. Exactly what he said he was going to do. All right. We have three lines. No waiting. Let's start with Jack's phone call. Sure. So you're able to find yourself a a private spot. You have your uh, briefcase phone because this is the Z-Rust kind of future that would have a briefcase phone that would be able to link to satellite. And uh, underneath the uh, 
buzz of the communications array, you are able to connect directly to your superiors at counterweight station. Johnson, I see the communications array is back up. What is your report? Are we going to open on schedule? We're going to open on schedule, but there's a slight bump to the financial aspect of things as our, uh, our engineer is tracking down a problem, but in order to locate the problem, we had to kick on the extra generators to make sure that we could locate it. And as soon as that problem is resolved, I will be shutting them down so that we can get back on budget. There's a moment of silence. Extra generators. Interesting. Didn't have a lot, excuse me, didn't have a lot of choice as the engineers could not find this problem on their own for some reason. We should perhaps consider that when it comes to calculating raises. Uh, yes, that will be taken into consideration. Uh, what did your engineer fellow have to say about the uh, the reason for the generators? Have they been able to track down what the what the problem is? They seem very confident that they are about to locate the cause of the issues and that it is apparently subterranean. There's another pause. What of the other thing we discussed? He looks back at the room to make sure that nobody else is here. It's very curious as she seems to have discovered a also subterranean pocket of, I want to say, condensed air, processed air of some kind that is not something that I was made aware of that there should be a facility for that here. A third pause. This one longer than the rest. Johnson, we've been watching your file with great interest, and we believe that you have everything that it takes to be a member of the executive board aboard Counterweight Station here on Brews Beacon. I have every confidence in you that you are going to get to the bottom of this anomaly and uh, bring back to Counterweight Station uh, the the source of the problem and the solution. Any additional information, of course, was just going to be a larger tick next to your bonus percentage for the fiscal year. Of course, sir. In good news, of one of the cows is pregnant and there is a to be a birth that the veterinarian is working on right this moment. So additional livestock. Hmm. I don't care. Click. I know it's like endemic, but it's good news. You're almost there. Almost there. Just a little bit more of dealing with these assholes. And then just a bit more. So speaking of dealing with assholes, let's go to Mavis and Aces, who are currently dealing with a pregnant buttercup. Yeah, and then he told me, fuck you. Can you believe it? You know, he's been through a lot of stuff today, you know, like all of us have. He's got his dad, super stressed. He's hanging around that, uh, whatever his name is, and God knows what that guy's taught him. Just, it's a lot going on. Can you, can you put... I think, let's take a breath and let's just experience this moment. Think about what's about to happen. We're about to welcome life into this world. Excellent. I'm ready. Whenever, just let me know. I'll hand it to you. I I got this. Cool. Come here. Come here. 
Just put your now everybody thinks it's all about the uh you know the skills and the surgery and that's important, but here don't put your hand on buttercup. This always helps me, and I say to myself, and also to buttercup, prepare yourself for life about to enter this world. Smiles, looks over to stuff, and then you know, just hold here and then he'll start doing the uh the surgical operation to go get this uh space cow baby. All right. Uh, let's do a, uh, let's do another medical aid and, uh, empathy roll. There we go. And while we're working on that, if I can get an observation and which roll from Avis. <laughs> oh my God. This is Nailed amazing. it. Man, that's just the best roll ever this has ever happened. <laughs> so for anyone who listened to this, we got about, uh, eight blanks in our one stress die popped an alien symbol, which I think is not great. I'm not a mechanical genius at this game, so. So that is, that is considered a panic roll. Uh, when you get, uh, when you get the alien symbol, any alien symbol on a stress die, which I'm assuming is yellow, but could be green. There is, uh, I'm opening the sheet to take a look. I thought there was a, uh, a panic button. Yes, there is. There is a panic button. Okay. Okay. All right. So that now I must perform a panic roll. All right. Correct. You, you add the stress first, though, right? Uh, yes. So you would add one stress because you have uh panicked. So your stress is now two. Gotcha. And right. you're going to roll panic, and it should take care of the rest for you. Excellent. You have rolled a four. That's good. Is, is it? It is. So on the panic table, because I have a panic table, it is under your handouts. Um, one through six is keeping it together. You're keeping your nerves in check. You've rolled a four, so there's no additional penalty. So here's what happens. You're preparing the surgical suite. And you've done this before. You have, uh, you have birthed calves across, it feels like a dozen worlds, a dozen outposts. You know how this works. And as you're apply- applying the equipment, instead of seeing the baby calf kick at the usual spot in the stomach, you hear a sickening crack at the rib cage as you see something try to push its way through and you freeze for a second. And then you hear it crack again, and you see something straining against the beast's ribcage. What the hell? That's new. And back away. That's good. Um, And meanwhile, Mavis has her hands on the other part of Buttercup. Uh, Aces, are you gonna? Are you gonna go? Back up and not do anything? Uh, Mavis, you may want to... I don't know what this is. I would say we should probably sit back and... Does this make any sense to him at all? Like, from a a parasite perspective? I mean, could this be like some, you know, momentous heartworm? Uh, This is nothing that you have ever encountered before. Mavis, I don't know what this is. I think that we should probably... uh, Scan it. You should scan it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, this way. And he'll go uh, and, and try to find some type of uh, medical device that would do such a thing. I know that you say that I need to calm down a lot more, but sometimes you, I think, need to um, 
be a little bit more on top and ready for things. Okay, you need to make this happen. I hear you. Okay, fine. Come on, come on, Ace. Get it together. <sighs> Find the thing. He's like searching drawers, searching for you know under the under the desk, you know behind the refrigerator. Maybe it dropped back there. Who knows? Uh, so you you do a bit of searching. You do find your handheld scanner. Um, you can hear Buttercup uh, in in throes of agony. Um, if it wasn't for the fact that it was still in the uh, still still in the harness from being on the uh, being on the flatbed. Uh, it would be scrambling all over. It would be destroying things. And oh. even so, you're watching the winch on, and the whole flatbed truck start to tilt as it is trying to get away from what are, whatever is just trying to push out of its chest. I'm, I'm sorry, girl. Just give me one second. And he'll, uh, he'll try to like get in between the flailing of the hooves and whatnot to uh, get the scanners close to the, the, epidermal, the epidermis of this of the space cow. What this thing is. Uh, give, this is perfect. This is perfect. Give me a uh Comtech and Wits roll. A Comtech what? Comtech and Wits. Wits, okay, Comtech. Which go. should wow. be the uh default. Ooh, look at you, you got a success. <laughs> excellent, excellent, excellent. Oh, I'm excited. Uh so you get the scanner close and it uh, immediately beeps back that whatever is trying to push its way through is not Space Cow in origin. You see um, initial reports of, of you know, it's, it's smaller. Um, it's almost trying to push through like it's a fist. Uh, the scanner also has one of those probes that you can kind of poke in to see if you can get uh, any additional data. Do you use the probe and... Pro Buttercup. Uh, no, Ace is is empathetic, but there's a there's, there's a line. So no, no, we'll uh do it, Mavis. Uh, just where's that? Uh, do we, do we have like a tranquilizer? Uh, you do pistol rifle or anything? There's a tranquil rifle. Where's it? Uh, where, Already where, in where, my hand. I'm handing it to you. Cool. Uh, all right. I think whatever's coming through Buttercup is gonna come through one way or the other, and. I don't know what the hell it is. It's going to be a hell of a day for you or me or whoever gets to this thing first, but maybe some kind of like crazy parasite or maybe like a very angry We need to tapeworm? go and lock down. Lock down. We, we need to lock this down. Uh, that is the right procedure. Suit. All right. Uh, well, it's on the back of a pickup truck. Where do you want me to like, – can, like, we, we can back her into the annex and lock it down. Let's do that. Quickly, I'll open the door. Cool. I got the truck. And uh, yeah, we'll hop in the truck, crank it up, and uh, as as deftly as possible, whip it around. Give me that piloting roll. Piloting roll. This this is going to go a lot better. This is going to go go great. See, it went great. Yeah. (laughs) So the reason I needed the piloting roll is because Buttercup is just like in full, like the truck is shaking back and forth, side to side. It is really hard to direct this thing. But you direct it into the annex. Engage that e-brake, and the truck is just like shaking as as Buttercup is frantically trying to get away from whatever is incited. Right, uh, he'll he'll you know pull the winch lever, and uh, and then pull forward. Maybe it's outside. We we'll hit the button. Also, just like a door close button, you know. What the hell was that? 
Uh, whew, that's a that's a very interesting question. I look forward to finding out. Um, I wish I could do something for. Her. I I feel terrible. But it's it's got to be some type of some type of uh, alien parasite. I'm surprised I haven't run into it yet. I mean, these livestock have been out here, and I haven't in any autopsies or or physiological exams encountered anything. I think I heard ribs cracking. We need to get to the security cameras. We need to see what's coming out of that cow. Yeah, right. All right. Well, let's uh, let's do that. Let's we'll have to look and find up a plan. We gotta. I guess someone ought to tell Jack. I mean, this is. Oof. We have nothing to tell him yet. We need to know what is happening. We we need to have something to actually tell him. All right. Let's try over to the research station and fire the cameras up. It's got power, right? No, it does not. Son of a bitch! I look over and see all the, you know, the lack of lighting and just go, no. Oh, that guy. I know, I know, I know know he's in over his head and he's, you know, not his core element. But we all kind of have to pull together and get things done that we have to get done sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Think, 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 think. We, we... Are there, are there any windows in the medical annex? Uh, yes, there are. All right, well, hey, look, we can just do it the old-fashioned way. Let's just go to a window and come here. I think if we stand up on top of this here, this crate, and look inside, we can we can halfway make out what's happening. And nose pressed to the glass after I wipe down. I don't want any dust in between me and my view. So the both of you are afforded uh, an unusually crystal clear view as you both stand on the outside looking in and the camera pans from both faces uh, looking through the glass to the uh, annex inside where Buttercup, the space cow, is making sounds of clear and utter agony. There's screeching and chittering, um, unearthly howling, which makes sense because you're not on Earth. The truck itself lifts off of the ground like one side at a time as it is trying to scramble to get to get away to do anything and uh finally there's one just ear-rending screech that everybody on the compound can hear um as well as a crash as the truck is just flipped over as buttercup heaves one last time to try and get away but it's still very clearly seen by both Mavis and Aces that a uh, jaundiced beige snake-like body just erupts from the from the chest area of of poor Buttercup. It uh, reaches the air and unfolds four spindly legs and metallic teeth extend from the uh, elongated head and then a second set of teeth extend from those and it hisses and you can hear it which is strange because you're behind that locked door and through those windows and then quicker than a blink it darts for the nearest vent and disappears like both of you to take one stress Oh, 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 well, that's, that's a bit of a bummer, Mavis. Is the, is the annex attached vent-wise? Do I know this? To the, like, research station? 
Yes, it is. Awesome, awesome. Oh, that's bad. That's bad. That's bad. That thing, like, right for a vent. Do you? I mean, you realize the intelligence would have had to have had to, uh, as a parasite or whatever the hell it was, to emerge, and then, as it was its birth or went through its 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 stages, the next stage, it it had the intellect to find a vent, which it's presumably never encountered before, and understand that it was was a place of of uh, of egress. Oh, guys, in the visit, we've we've got to tell somebody. I agree, but what are we going to tell them? Have you ever seen this kind of animal before? Have you ever seen anything like it? What, what is it? A, an arachnid, you know, or uh, it? I mean, it kind of looks spidery. Uh, the lizard? It's not a lizard. It's definitely not a cow. Well, those are animal classifications based on Earth understandings, but whatever it is, it is both interesting and kind of terrifying. I mean, it killed Bessie or Buttercup. It killed Buttercup. I mean, just. Just flat cracked. I mean, it's 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 fascinating, and I w- I would love to get a st- to study it. I'm sure you would as well. But you're right. Uh, we need to catch it. We need to catch it first. That's probably yeah. what we should do. Where does that vent go? We need to set up traps. Oh God, you're right. We need we need to trap this thing immediately. And uh, yes, your animal traps. We need to put your animal traps everywhere, and then we'll we'll tell someone we have to catch it. The first thing we have to do is catch it. All right, so uh, all right, it came from a warm body. It probably doesn't like cold. Maybe crank the I don't know, crank the AC up, and uh, and let's go put some traps out. Okay, we can get this thing, and uh, you know who knows? Well, maybe we can become famous. That would be amazing. <sighs> so, you think so? All right, let's go. And so our our two scientifically minded colonists uh, rush off to gather what traps and make what changes they can uh, as they wander away from the research station where there is skittering in the vents. And we go to the basement of that very station where there is a pair of people with a wrench and a skateboard and a flashlight, maybe two flashlights, looking at a grounding rod that leads to the lowest point of the facility. So what's that? It's a grounding rod. Okay. What's that? Keeps the thing from getting, you know, a surge of uh, electricity and shutting everything, frying everything. But I don't really care about the rod. I care about what's under the rod. So what do I have to do to get to the through the floor to get down further? So since you did so wonderfully on that heavy machinery roll, and I'm going to keep harping it until we do something else because it was really good. Okay. Um, your load tester, the, the, the machine that you, you made, mm-hmm. when you hook that lead into the grounding rod, you can see that it's directly connected to whatever's drawing that power. Like it's holding a charge, which it shouldn't be because the entire facility is off to disconnect a grounding rod. You would have to cut it free because it is anchored in the ground. There's nothing. Is there anything around that I can? Not a research station. What? I'm gonna have a bone saw. That's it. I'm I'm lucky. You could, or you could use your maintenance jack, get a good clamp on there, and just wrench it right out of the ground. It'll basically destroy it, but it would work. Is that what would that roll be? Just strength, or would it be heavy machinery? It would be heavy machinery yeah. again. Again. Dope. Let me make that roll. 
and you did lose your uh, you did lose did your stress. stress. Yep. Yep. Because you used your thing. Oh, two successes. Excellent. So this is going to take you what's called a turn. We have a round, which is typically used in, in combat. It's five to ten seconds. We have a turn, which is five to ten minutes. And we have a shift, which is five to ten hours. Mm-hmm. This is going to take a turn. But after about five minutes of some heavy wrenching, like you start off and you can feel a little bit of the bend already. Whoever installed this and it wasn't you because the research station was here before you got here, they didn't do it right. It's loose. It's like it's, you know, like maybe they drilled the hole slightly too big or something or it's just, you know, maybe part of it broke but after five minutes, you can wrench it out of the ground mm-hmm. and throw it aside. It is it is wrecked. It is gone. Look at and, Van and say, thanks for the help. Van, you can see that light is coming from the hole. Well, uh, you needed me to hold the flashlight. So you're welcome. All right. Uh, what do we got here? What, yeah, what's down there? I don't know. Why don't you stick your face down there and see? Um, Van takes a peek down. Is there like a smell coming from it or anything? It, it smells like recycled air. Like there's there's a bit of a, a push of 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 um, atmosphere as you get your face close to the hole, and as you look down, you can dimly see that there is. Um, like maybe uh, two feet down, there is uh, like a, a cavern. Only it's not a cavern because of the walls are smooth and, and like they're they're metallic. There's there's something down there, and it's self lit. It's smooth. It's metallic. It's almost alien in design. Uh, there's a thing down there, like a smooth cave or something. I don't know. You want to take a look? Well, the problem I get is there's a thing down there, a smooth cave. Yes, I'm going to take a look. So, getting down there, sticking my face in the hole. You stick your face in the hole and you see the same thing. It's not anything that you've seen before. Like, this is this is not a Wayland yutani design. It's not a Sikhson design. It's not a United America's design. Hell, you don't think it's a Union of Progressive People's design. This is something that is smooth. It's curved. It, it undulates like it is part of a nervous system, but made out of metal and the size of a planet or a building. This is not something that anyone human would build. But it is something built. It's not a natural occurring thing. No, it's very easy to see just by the composition of the metal walls alone. Mm-hmm. Nothing could have created this naturally. Uh, pull the face out. Look at Faniga. All right. I'm going to go in. You stay here. But you, you don't want to go turn on the power now that this thing's that stealing no, the no, power? No, no, no. We need to know. If, if this is the thing stealing the power, I need to shut down whatever this is so it doesn't take any more power. Yes, we got rid of the grounding rod, but I want to double check. You know how what a hard ass your father is. I'm just going to make sure that this is shut down, whatever 
this is, and I'll be right back. But if I signal you, you are to go get help. Uh, signal how? Um, if you hear me shriek, scream, holler, yell code red. Does that work for you? I'll yell code red. Sure. Okay. Hear me yell code red. Go get help. Okay? But you stay here and you listen. Don't start listening to your music or go poking around places. You stay here. Yeah, I'll, I'll stay here. I'll sit next to your toolkit. Okay. So, taking the maintenance check and hopping down. All right. Van wants to search through the toolkit and pocket something. Absolutely. Absolutely. Roll me a 1d6. A 1. A 1. Miles, tell me what's in that box that is kind of interesting, but not all that valuable. Um, There's another pair of gloves, but these have like metal bars on the back of the hand and on the the first um, section of each uh, finger. Like if you were to put them on and hit somebody, it would really, really hurt. Like they don't seem like work gloves. They seem more for fighting. Yeah, Van's always wanted one of these. You don't even know what it is, Van. Well, it's cool. <laughs> and, you know, he skateboards. He has protective gear. This looks like good protective gear for gloves. I mean, they fit. Sure and they into a pocket. <laughs> And as you're checking those out, there's a, a little, almost like a little tag on the inside that you happen to catch. And what's interesting is that it doesn't say Wayland yutani on it. It says Hyperdyne. What would Hyperdyne equipment be doing on a Wayland yutani colony? That's weird. Sweet. But hey, free gloves. I mean, this would be great for skating won't get scraped up hands. So at this point, Miles may not hear it, but Van will. There's an unearthly alien scream from the annex that is next to the research facility, even down in the basement that you are sitting next to a toolkit with a flashlight. You hear this scream and then it's cut short. And then the echo of something banging against metal and clicking that fades and goes silent. Echoes all the way through all the metal, the pipes, and the vents, and everything down to that basement. Van yells down the hole, Miles, there's some rattling in the vents. Miles, um... You are... It's a hallway. You know it's a hallway. It has to be a hallway because it goes one direction, it goes the other direction. But it is, there's no right angles to it. There's no, there's no like straight lines. It's all got to have a curve in it. As if, you know, every going from room to room is all about the journey and not the destination. There's nothing efficient. It's aesthetically pleasing, or at least you think it might be. But it's also built to be a lot larger than your normal human being. Like you're you're talking eighteen foot ceilings. Like it was a bit of a drop to get down there. It didn't hurt. It was fine. 
the the floor itself was kind of spongy, reactive, like it absorbed the shock of your landing, which you've never experienced. That it's it costs too much money for Wayland Yutani to do something like that, so they've never done it. But it's going to be kind of difficult to get back out because that was a bit of a drop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you can hear Van bitching about clattering in the vents as you look around. What would you like to do? Uh, yell back up towards the hole. Don't worry about that. Look for um, look for rope or a ladder or something, uh, so I can get back out of here. Okay, but keep listening. Don't go too far. Uh, uh, sure. That. Okay. Van looks for some rope or something. You remember that there's going to be rope, not in the research facility, but in the equipment room, which is over by the annex. So you're going to have to go a bit away, but... You can come back with some rope, and you might find some more cool shit along the way because Mavis's uh, research lab is on the way there. Sweet. All right, so I'll yell down. Uh, yeah, I saw some rope in the maintenance shed or something that by the annex. I'll I'll be back in like three minutes, maybe five. All right, hurry up! I'll be back here, and he'll be back here in five minutes, and he's gonna start walking to just kind of. But he's going to go very slowly and just kind of see what it is. He thinks he knows what's going on. He thinks he has an idea. He thinks he's found something, but he wants to double check and be sure. Okay. Okay. And it's cool. So, yeah, going to check it out. All right. So as as Miles slowly ambles his way towards the, the end of the hallway, um, it's not a door, but it is an opening. It, um, it it just kind of opens from all sides and pulls away from the center. And he steps into the next room and it shuts behind him. And then we're going to go to James Jack Johnson, who has just heard the unearthly scream of a cost center going up by the amount of one space cow. Two space cows are supposed to be a space cow that was being born. So if at best I'm breaking even here, at worst I'm down two space cows. Exactly. Uh, but, I do check to make sure that my communication was turned off beforehand, just because I don't want them to hear that, that scream. It absolutely was. Oh, thank you. Small favors to this Jeebus guy. Small favors indeed. So what would you like to do? Uh, clearly, I had to go see what they're doing with my profit margin. So I'm going to start storming towards the annex where presumably the space cow was supposed to be given birth. Uh, yes. So you um, you pass by where Van said they were giving birth to space cow and nothing is there. But you can see evidence of tracks that move into the annex proper. And you see that the garage door is also closed. And there's... Nobody there at the door. Strange. Well, I'm going to open the door and go inside. Okay. So you hit the, the garage door to open, and it uh, 
rolls to the top, and what you see is horrifying to your corporate eyes. The flatbed truck has been flipped over. There is blood everywhere. Uh, Buttercup's corpse is on the ground underneath the truck. Legs are splayed out. Hooves every which way. And even to your untrained eye, you can see that there is a hole in Buttercup's chest that should obviously not be there because it's a waste of space. He pauses for a moment, viewing the scene, and begins to just root around in uh, an interior pocket. Uh, if memory serves, the Naproleave is the, like, chill-out medicine? Correct. So he's going to hit that, because this is this is a mess. That truck is going to be a bonus to get fixed, and this place is a mess, so it's going to be a cleaning crew, and then they got to get rid of the space cow, and there's no baby space cow anywhere, because clearly that's not how this works. So now I'm down two space cows, and he's just going to start looking around this room, because somebody has made a horrific mess of things, and he's going to find out who it was. All right, so give me wits and observation. It's two. I see that. Two is very good. So the uh, the things that you find are uh, whoever drove this disaster into the annex just put the parking brake on, on the truck and left it. Didn't do anything that they were supposed to do with Space Cow. Uh, you find that there's some some rope there. The the hoist on the truck is completely destroyed. Um, the harness is still on Buttercup space the space cow. Um, but you can see that, uh, or rather hear that there's something clicking away in the vents, and you can also hear somebody moving. Not quite at speed, but perhaps with purpose from inside the research facility. Well, first of all, I'm going to check to see if the keys are in the vehicle, because... They are. I will very annoyedly take those, because those need to go back into the proper key cabinet. They don't get left in the vehicle. That's not how things are done around here. Okay. And then, uh, I guess I'm going to check on that clicking. Because that's probably something else that's broken around here that I got to get paid to fix. More than likely. So you're able to find that uh, one of the one of the vent covers has been broken. Like it's like somebody put a foot through it. Like they were super mad at somebody that was probably you and decided to take it out on corporate property. Uh, the metal of the grate has been pushed in. And it looks like somebody really went to town on it. Like, it's not just one boot, like, once. It's, like, six boots five times. Um, And you can hear the clicking definitely, like, within that vent. So, it, you know, to your untrained ear, it probably sounds like somebody kicked it in, and then the air turned on and sucked in some of the metal, and that's what's clicking against, like, a fan down there or something. Well, I should get whatever's just loose in there out because I don't need it getting sucked inside and really breaking something. So I'm going to get down on my hands and knees, put my face right up to that hole, and kind of see if I can see what's going wrong. 
Cool. Uh, give me. Uh, give me a moment. I give you this gift. So you do. So uh, Jack Johnson gets on his hands and knees and he's muttering to himself. He's very clearly put out and he gets his hands on the side of that vent and he pulls his head in to take a look. And what he sees is a four legged jaundiced beige worm with an elongated head and metal teeth. And one of those legs immediately flashes out at Jack's face as he becomes a target for the Bambi Burster. Uh, So first, I need you to take one stress, because alien. The next, I have rolled a five. Now, in alien, it's very fun and exciting because... The decision for what the animal does, the xenomorph does, is taken out of my hands, is put entirely into the dice's hands. And so I'm to roll a d6 when a chest burster, bambi burster, or other burster attacks. Number five is leg slash, which in this case is face slash. So with a snarl, the chest burster slashes its uh, its target, metallic fleet, uh, teeth flashing in the light. I'm going to roll for this attack using six base dice, damage two. If the attack causes damage, I immediately inflict a critical injury. I have rolled a single success. Let's see here. Trying to remember what combat does is always the longest part. Mm, Yeah, if the roll is successful, the attack hits, and I inflict damage equal to the weapon's damage rating, which is two. Jack Johnson does not have any armor, so that is going to open up the critical hit chart. And This is fine, right, guys? Oh, this is great. I think you're going to take it right to the face. He is going to take it right to the face. So (sighs) normally this would be a leg attack, but because it is face first, it's not going to hit you in the leg. It's going to hit you in the face. So you are going to get... Uh, critical injury number 34. Jack Johnson, you have just lost an eye. So the leg flashes out, it chitters at you, it hisses, and you feel just incredible pain as it scratches at your face and pick an eye that no longer works. Uh, I guess I'll go for a D2, left and right. My right eye. Okay, so you have lost an eye. What happens? I fall back from no, as much as one can fall, but like roll back onto my back, screaming and holding my face. Uh, I don't go very far, I don't imagine. Um, well, that's the thing. These usually like to try to escape and grow. So... Um, I think it's going to be Mavis, Aces, and Van. Uh, figure out which one of you wants to make the wits and observation roll. I'm busy. Okay. Let's see if I can uh, go for it. Well, 
Van is currently in Mavis's lab trying to find something to steal, like a pen. Ah. Fancy pen or something. Uh, okay. Aces, I need you to add one more stress and hit the panic button. Where did you get rid of this? That's a, very high, that's a, that's a big number. <laughs> so you are, you're doing as you do and you hear a man screaming like it is pain. It is agony. It is the sound of somebody that has just taken a blade to the face and lost an eye. And you freeze. <sighs> what the hell is that? Your stress level goes by up by another one. It's like his hands are starting to shake. He's like, man, this is too much for one day. <sighs> Come on. Okay. I think we're going to, uh, take a pop on the old, uh, he's going to reach into his, uh, you know, his vest pocket there and pull out some of that, uh, nap relief and take, uh, take a little hit there. All right, all right, and the nap relief is the good stuff. That's that's wise. I just delete all that evil, mean old stress. You do. You get rid of all that stress. That <sighs> nap relief hits your system, and everything is cool and fine. All right, I can face the day. Here we go. Somebody's screaming as if they've got an injury, though, and that does tick all the boxes of of being a medic. Yeah, here we go. He'll uh, trot that way. He'll he'll grab some medical supplies that he has nearby within arm's reach, and uh, they weren't locked up in the medical annex. And trot that way. All right. And uh, let's see. Uh, Van, give me a one d six. Three. Uh, three. Okay. So, uh, Mavis, tell me what is in your lab that is moderately valuable to you. Like, you're definitely going to miss it and get pissed. Oh, sorry. I was, like, distracted for a second. Um, what is something that I would definitely miss if it wasn't in my lab? Yes. Um, I have a really nice nameplate that I absolutely love. I had it custom made with real wood. Uh, it's a little... A little pretentious, but that's why I absolutely love it. Is there you go, Van. That sounds good. Sweet little nameplate of the bitch tutor. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so while uh, Van is rooting through the office there, he hears screaming. And that sounds like his dad. Yeah, that's not his usual angry scream. Uh, should probably go check. All right. So Van and Aces are going to converge on Jack. Just as the elongated alien face emerges from the vents and gives a terrorizing hiss to Jack Johnson, who's laying on the floor, hands covering an eye. It has tasted blood and it wants more. I need you to make a panic roll. Just Me Jack? or everybody? Just Jack. Cool. What could go wrong? Yes. Yeah, nothing. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. That nap relief is hit. Sure, you've got the uh, you've got a missing eye, and there's an alien creature that's saying, "Hey, how you doing?" But it's it's all right. I've rolled over onto my so that my right side is facing the alien creature, and I can't see it. 
because I don't have an eye anymore. Right. You can only hear it. Okay. So, uh, Van, uh, you, you see that, uh, your father has both hands over an eye and there is a strange creature. You don't know. You've never seen anything like it. You've never seen anything like this in comic books on television. It is on four spindly legs, one of which has what suspiciously looks like an eyeball impaled on it. And it is uh, hissing at Jack. Aces, you see the same thing. Van's going to want to run as quickly as possible towards it and hit it with his skateboard. I love it. Okay. Give me a close combat and strength roll. No hits. I'm going to spend a stress to re-roll that. Alrighty. Uh, and that is just press again. Uh, yes, you add your stress and press, press again. One success. A single success. Okay. That's good. That's great. Um, I believe we gave that... Did we give that a... Um, uh, no, I don't have a weapon stat block for it. Uh, let's go ahead and give it two damage. Okay. And... Uh, you smack the thing uh, upside the dome with your skateboard. And you feel a skateboard crack. It holds, but the uh, the burster just dips back and starts backing into the vent, hissing. Yeah, get the fuck out of here, you stupid rat! Jeez, Dad, are are you okay? What was that thing? He just pulls his hands away. Oh God! Tears from one side, blood just down the other. And he's just a mess. Uh, Donovan, go ahead and take one extra stress, because that's something to be looking at. Jeez. Uh, Aces. God. Can you look at this? Has Aces made it on scene yet? Yes, Aces is there. Oh, okay. Well, that's all. I didn't know if I was going to fight the other or what. Okay, cool. Um... (laughs) Oh man, you're. Oh god, oh man. Uh, I got some bad news, Jack. I think. I mean, I think that's gone, man. I mean, if if it can be fixed, not here, not with what, not with, with what we have. You mentioned that his eye is gone, and he just reaches up to grab you with his bloodied hands, just to like you dumb motherfucker. Look, it's a lot going on. Okay, I don't know what the hell that thing is. We were trying to catch it. And if we'd seen you, we'd have told you what was going on. I don't think that makes him feel any better about it. Uh, let's, let's, we, we, we gotta get to somewhere, to the research station. We can put some traps up and catch this thing, okay? It's some kind of weird base cow parasite, okay? That's, that's as far as I have. Catch it. I'm missing an eye, you fucking idiot. Oh, I mean, you know, it's 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 an animal. It doesn't know anything. Like, did you did you like reach for it kind of fast or anything? I mean, you're kind of an aggressive guy, Jack. Do you think there's more of them? I think I remember something like this in the field. He gets what? up and he goes to the medical area to fucking handle this shit himself, since the medic is not doing anything. Look, come on, look, 
Van, like, we'll figure it out. But come on, let me help. Jack, come on. I can patch you up a little bit. Come on. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 Miles is in the cave below thing. Uh, I got to get rope for him. What does he need rope for? Why can't he get his own rope? Look, like the, look. your dad has lost an eye, and we have some kind of crazy, weird space parasite thing. You you don't need to be anywhere alone, okay? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to Miles and tell him to get the fuck out of there. What do you mean? I don't, where, where is there in this context? Some cave. I don't know. Underneath the, the God, research. Of course he'd be. What is, it, so like, oh, is, our, is our handyman a spelunker now? Fine. Just, 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 but please hurry and, if, and just like run. Okay, like, like go. We have to. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll skate because it's faster. Sounds legit. All right, come on, Jack. Let me, let me look at his eye. All right, he'll sit down in something to let you attempt to fly your trade. Oh man, that is. It's not very chill, Jack. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Let's see what we can do here. Uh, and, and administer some pain meds if we have any. And uh, I'll try to I'll try to patch him up. You know, like suture the the gash along the eye. Sure. Go ahead and give me that uh, that uh, medical aid and empathy roll. And Jack, you swear to God, he's high. He took one of those nap relief. I mean, I'm also high, so that's fine. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna ride this up together, baby. We're gonna ride it out. Also, I'll make sure that it comes out of his pay later. Oh, perfect. Uh, Van also wants to look for a knife or something quickly while he's grabbing the rope. Uh, you are able to find a scalpel, if that will work. That's good enough. Just anything. Anything sharp. Yep, you find uh, you find a sharpie thing, and it is in your pocket on your way out the door. Okay, so it is going to take um, five shifts to essentially heal, although it's a missing eye. So, I mean, if you find it, then you might be able to put it back in. It's the distant space feature. Something can happen like that. But you are able to suture the wound shut, get, uh, get, get bandages over the, over the socket, make sure that it's packed with gauze, give an ice pack, uh, whatever it is you, you, uh, medics do I mean that's about as good as I can do it's not great maybe they can figure something out back you know at, at, a, at a major state what is it uh, counterweight station or whatever you know station. look Jack you know it gives you kind of a roguish good look you know it'll help your leadership skills you know guy comes in gets passed over one eye you know it lets some credence to what that guy's been through and what he's seen half of it's one of those things or you never really realized how much you need a second eye to glare at somebody until you can't do it anymore. It just doesn't have the same effect. Hi, man. You know, we got a lot going on. We have a lot to do. Look, tell you what. Just take a breath. Maybe we can, later on, if we figure out what's going on with this, uh, this, uh, this parasite arachnid spider thing. Look, I'll show you some good Tai Chi. Okay, you can find your center. It's gonna be really great. And like tap him on the shoulder. Yeah, it's not helping his mood, but he's uh he doesn't do anything about it. He's just kind of like motherfucker. And uh, yeah, I think that uh, yeah, Aces will walk out and hopefully the the idea is like inspire Jack to focus on activity versus you know the negative part of what happened today. 
reject reality, you mean? <laughs> it was his final, most essential command. Hmm. Sorry, wrong setting. Is it like eighty? Is it nineteen eighty four? Yeah, it was absolutely nineteen eighty four. Okay, so uh, this has been incredibly exciting, and I'm very pleased with it. Uh, Meanwhile, Mavis, you said that you were really fucking busy. What are you doing? I'm setting up traps. I I need to catch this thing. If if it came from down below, uh, it, it could tell me more about what is going on in this area that it's so strange and they might name it after me you know because i'm gonna be famous it's a whole new species a species that we've never encountered before this is going to be huge i agree it is going to be very huge uh what kind of traps are you setting up like how how are you are, are you intending to trap this thing well i assume we have some kind of live animal traps here on the station. Uh, so I'm going to start with them and set cameras at different, um, cause it went in the vents. So it's got to come back out of the vents. And I did like the idea of turning up the air conditioning. So I'm going to try and flush it out one way or another. Okay. I, I like the thought of, uh, kicking the AC on, but you have to remember this is the research building. It has no power. I'll figure something out. Uh, first, I need to figure out a way to trap it, and then we have to study it. And if I can't get a trap on every exit of those um, vents, then I at least need to catch it on camera. Uh, or I might be able to rig uh, some I – don't, I don't even know if we have anything that would knock it out. Uh, you know what? I could try different gases. Maybe that's what I should do. Maybe I'm doing this wrong. Uh, I need to. I need to plug up all the holes. Yeah, that that's what I should do. I saw it rip that thing apart though, so I don't know how I'm going to do that. But and then gas it out, just knock it out. Yeah, that's that's better idea. So hard left turn, mm-hmm. and now I start undoing everything that I was just doing. Okay. I, I do like the gas idea. That's very good. Uh, you know that in the medical bay, you've got a uh, honestly a large amount of anesthetics in gas form in case ACEs or whoever's the, the vet needs to work on livestock. That was one of those line items that uh, home office just signed off on without a problem. This is why I can't just rush into everything. So I seal off all of the vents except for one to my Big trap. Okay, let's do a. I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. Um, we're gonna do another Comtech and Wits. I want to see uh, how elegant this is that you put it together. Oh my god, that is elegant as fuck. Okay, so here's what happens. So you are able to start mechanically blocking vents all through the complex. Just like you, you do a quick listen, don't hear clicking, close the vent, close the vent, close the vent, and then you just leave one open. And you are able to start flooding the vent system with anesthetic gas. And it doesn't take long before you start hearing not quite a clicking, but more of a thumping against the against the metal vents as if something kept on running into its uh into the sides as it was trying to like escape this kind of gas 
Excellent. Excellent. If it wasn't so fucking stressed out, I would have thought of this first. I wouldn't have wasted the time. We're going to get it. So tell me about the, the trap that you've set to actually capture it. Are you just going to gas it till it falls asleep or do you have a containment unit set up or what's going on? It is a cage, a live animal trap cage with, you know, a door. So the idea is they can go underneath of that door. Once they get in there, it, the door will then shut. Um, but I covered it in gas in, um, I covered it as well so that none of the gas could escape from that. So I want to keep playing with the feed, you know, and dumb it down a little bit so that this animal hopefully can make it to that trap. Okay, Alf, uh, that many successes on ComTech. You're able to watch with your battery-powered cameras as this creature just slams its way past the, the, the stuffed vents. And you can hear it growing closer and closer. And finally, like you see the, the trap cage that you have set shake as something heavy just like runs into it and it rattles. And then it finally goes still. Sweet success. I do a little jig and run up to it. And uh, did you like cover it with a tarp? Are you just like ripping the tarp off and take a look or? Oh, I need to say I'm pretty, it's like pretty positive. It's passed out. All right. All right. So you, uh, you, you rip open the covering and yeah, it is there. It is up close. It is, it seems bigger than it was when it, it broke out not too long ago, maybe about an hour ago. And there's uh, elongated body of four, four legs, although two of them seem to be kind of uh, lengthening um, instead of like hooves or feet. They're starting to look kind of like clawed hands. Uh, the body has elongated to the point where it has like a counterbalancing tail that almost looks like it's made out of metal. It's, it looks so heavy. And the elongated head is continuing to do so. Um, it is not moving, but you can see it is kind of breathing. The breathing is very slow and you can see the teeth are just solid metal they almost look like they're made out of titanium this is completely unnatural but it is captured and it is in your possession this is amazing i'm actively taking pictures i'm uh speaking notes into uh my my handheld pad um if there's any uh scanners that i have access to anything I'm doing that now. And I am timing it to see if I, how long does it take uh, with the, for it to start like showing any signs of coming back around, you know, because I want to make sure that thing is dosed and under, I got to find someplace safe to put it. I'm going to need help moving it. I send a, a message uh, off to ACES caught and my location. And that's it. I'm expecting him to come. He will come. He'll know how serious this is. And uh, Ace's phone will buzz unbeknownst to him as he's working on Jack Johnson. But we're going to cut to Miles, who has stepped into a new room. And the room itself kind of expands. It is uh, definitely not a hallway, but you can see where uh, 
further hallways will undulate into other areas of the cave. Here, there are um, bulbous impressions in the ceiling. Some of them look like they're glowing softly red. Others are, are not glowing at all. And in the center of the room, over what looks like a small pit, there is a, a hologram. And Miles can see this hologram reflects uh, the room that he's in as part of a larger, not cave, but vessel. And this large horn-shaped vessel almost exactly matches the fertile crescent above it. Is there any way, um, little approaches, is there any way to interact with it? So there is a, um, it's loosely termed a panel, but you can see that there are several uh, glyphs on it. And some of them seem to be glowing that same, that same color of the bulbous bits above you. Uh, some seem to be uh, kind of a uh, bluer than blue, like an ultra blue color. Uh, others seem to be this this uh, sickening green, and there's one or two that are black. Uh, give me a give me a comtech and wits. Ooh, I see, I see. Well, um, I can allow you to push the roll, or you can take the L, and something will happen. Okay. So you study the panel and scratch at your chin and maybe thump your uh, maintenance jack against your hand. Mm -hmm. And there's something about it. You're not sure, but you you feel pretty certain that um, the way that these are set up, the glyphs and the colors, uh, it's almost kind of like a circuitry pattern, you know, and you've seen plenty of those. You've, You've rigged plenty of panels in your time. You feel pretty confident. And so you hit three glyphs in sequence. You hit um, one of the ultra blue ones that that looks kind of like half of an up arrow that, that bends into a C. You hit a, a green one that looks like um, a backwards E with... Uh, four splines instead of three. And then finally you hit a red one that um, looks like an X drawn by a toddler that's drunk on whiskey. (laughs) And the panel goes dark. The hologram flicks out. And there is kind of like this guttural clicking throaty sound echoing like it's being broadcast. And above you, the bulbs that were glowing start to pulse and the hairs on the back of your neck rise as the ship goes dark. And I think we'll call it there. This is fine. Not a cliffhanger, no. I know, but it's 10.30. It's 11.30. 11.30, yeah. Okay. Nope.